everybody, and we're back to the District 3 Podcast. This is actually episode 97, and I'm doing this episode by myself today. Manny's actually not here, but he will be back next week. Um, today we have um, someone that has done a lot of good work in our community and has been a friend of mine for, I think, quite a few years now. Um, her name is Lilia Carrillo. Uh, thank you for joining us, Lilia. Hello, everyone. Gracias por tenerme aquí, Urban. It was, it was a surprise to be invited, but it was actually a good surprise. I think this today is going to be a good day for everyone. I think so too, and I think you know the conversation that we're having is a super important one. It's one that we need to have in order to, you know, possibly save lives. I think. Yes, I hope. Right? I, I really hope that once we finish with this, someone out there mm-hmm. is going to feel better. Yeah, and I know. I mean, in a way, it's it's a very tragic, you know, uh, events that happened. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that we're having this conversation. And ultimately, I feel like a lot of parents have so much to learn from you, you know, from your experience. They do. They do. You know, there's a lot of education that needs to be done. And I, and I think the life, life has kind of put you in the situation where you're able to help people. Um, and we want to speak, you know, about, about China. Um, China Carrillo was a... A trans person that was unfortunately murdered um, earlier this year in in Pennsylvania. Um, she was originally from here, from yes. Springdale, Arkansas. She was 24 years old, um, and uh, I know that I've been wanting you to be on the show for for quite a while, um, just because, like I said, I think this this conversation is important. But it's also important just to wait to till you feel comfortable being able to talk about this, because man. Um, Anytime that we lose a, a loved one, it's already difficult. Correct. Right? And this situation was even worse, so I understand why you would take a long time to, you know, want to be able to kind of just put your thoughts together and, and have this conversation. Um, but I know you specifically, you know, because you've done a lot of good work in the community. You're always putting yourself out there to help out people with fundraisers. That's kind of how I heard about you originally. You know, I think I messaged you on Facebook and I said, hey... How do you, I heard that you do this. Can you help me out with this? And you are very, uh, very happy to help out. So I really appreciate that from you. And then you're also a very happy person. I remember <laughs> we went to a concert in uh, was it Van Buren, uh, like a mariachi concert, yeah. <laughs> and my wife and I, and then you were there, and I saw, saw you dancing in the crowd. I was dancing with her. <laughs> oh, you were? <laughs> I saw you dancing in the crowd. You know, you've always been such a, a, a person that I feel like your energy draws people to you. And, uh, and yeah, I think, so let's, let's talk a little bit about it. How long have you actually been here in Arkansas yourself? Uh, we moved from California back in 95. 95. So I've been here since 95 when there was no Latinos, yeah. well, barely any. What part um, of California? Um, we lived in North Hollywood. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then we moved here. Um, it was Fayville. And then a little bit after we moved to Fayville, we actually moved to Springdale. And it, I've been in Springdale since then. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so was China born here? Yes. She was born in um, Washington Original. All Washington oh. Original. <laughs> oh, the one that's, is it the VA? It now it's the VA, yes. The hospital? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so she was practiced, she is from here then. Yes. She is originally mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. area. Um, so talking about, you know, the journey of, of you in China, um, how was that like in regards to, uh, sometimes it takes people longer to just kind of come out and then talk about their feelings, talk about their identity. Um, how was that journey with you in China? Mm, it was actually, I say it was very easy. Uh, 
of course, you know, I was I was pregnant with a boy, um, and and I had a boy, and um, I say, you know, I will I always tell everyone the same story because I think it was actually what made me realize that there, there was something different in our family. Uh, when she was about three years old, I was driving the car and uh, she was in the back with my niece. And they were talking, you know, as kids, they were just talking about stuff. And uh, I remember Ernesto, which that was the, the, the name that was given to my kid, uh, told my niece that day, I was born a boy, but in my mom's belly, I was a girl. And I, when I, when I get older, I'm gonna be a girl. Mm. So and how that old was day, she then? You said? She was only three. Oh. And so that yeah. day, I knew my kid was different, right? Mm. So you kind of get to see the she didn't like playing with any boy stuff. Uh, mm. She was my only kid for four years, so she had a little bit of everything, you know, a, a lot of cars, you know, boys' toys, pretty much. Mm. Uh, but she was able to play with whatever she wanted. I never, I never stopped my kids from being happy, mm -hmm. which I think is the main thing. You know, we we kind of forget. We we think that it, because it's my child, it's my happiness. Mm -hmm. No, it's the other way around. Because it's my child, my child needs to be happy so that I can be happy. And um, so it was just like that. Then when she was probably around seven or eight i celebrated her birthday and she wanted old hello kitty stuff mm. which i didn't do because back then i was still i guess afraid of the mm. reaction yeah and so i told my family okay i'm gonna have the birthday party i don't want any toys just give my kid money that's all mm. i want everybody give him money and uh it was still the uh, Toys R Us store in oh, Vegas. Yeah, they closed so all those down already. Correct. It was, I mean, it was back then. Oh, the good times. And um, we went to the store the day after the birthday. And uh, I said, okay, just get whatever you want. This is your money. This is your birthday. Whatever you want is yours. So she was kind of running back and forth to the same aisle. And it was the Bratz aisle. Mm. And I said, I said, whatever you want. So don't worry nothing is gonna happen this is just you and I no one else and so she picked every single brat that was there and uh, we went home I had a happy kid which that's all that matter and um, I think three years after that uh, my kid my nephews and nieces started to notice the same thing that I already had noticed mm -hmm. but they were kids yeah so um, my nieces and nephews were like, well, you're gay. And she was like, no, I'm not gay. Yes, you are. Because you, you hang out with girls. You only like girl stuff. You are. No, I'm not. And she will get, like, upset. And then one day, my niece, Fernanda, sat with him and, and said, okay, if you're not gay, then who are you? Or what are you? And she said the same story that she told my other niece when when she was only three. And said, I don't know what happened. You know, I, in my mom's belly, I was a girl. And I know I was a girl. I came out like this, but I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But I know that when I get older, I'm going to be a girl. 
And so I think a week after, my niece talked to my sister and, and said, you need to talk to Tia Lilia because she, I mean, this is what's going on, but I don't know, I don't know what's going on because mm-hmm. I don't even understand. Yeah. And so um, I sat with my kid and I said, okay, well, tell me everything that you feel. And she said the same thing. And I said, okay, we're going to get the help that we need. We're going to talk to whoever we need to talk to. And, and, and if you have any questions, because I think more than anything, it's important to make our kids understand it's okay to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and if I need to get the help that I need to, to process this, well, then I get it. Yeah. And if you need help to process so everything that is going on, then you go get the help. And so we did it. We were in therapy for a long, long time. And I remember going to, to one, because we switched many times, but yeah. um, I went to this one lady in Fabio. She was amazing. And she said, because uh, I had a lot of questions, and I didn't know. Okay, so we already know, but now what do we do? Yeah. How do we go from here? And so she said, do the same thing that you always do. Go to the store. Take your kid with you go to the store and she can pick and choose whatever she wants if she wants to buy a, a boy's jeans but she wants a girl's uh, t-shirt she can do whatever she wants it doesn't make any difference just let her be and I did and so we started with the clothes and we started with the shirts here and there how do and you think that you how do you think that that uh, like what made you be so open the love for my kid you know I I I don't ever and, and up to this point I don't understand whenever a mom or dad says I love you but I don't support you it doesn't make any sense like were you raised like that that like in unconditional mm, love or is it or is it something else exactly. in life exactly I, I think it's just it's just who I am because okay. my my parents are old school okay. you know it is it it not not that they they're gonna make a reaction mm-hmm. against you, but they're not as open. Okay. Uh, but I just think it happened. I mean, I don't. I can't even explain to you because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people think or, or have said, you know, it was hard. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, I was there to support my kid, and that's all that matter. Mm-hmm. When she started using makeup. It was like, okay, you can use makeup and we can buy makeup. Just don't steal anything from my (laughs) (laughs) makeup. Um, But other than that, you know, I was happy to see my kid happy. Mm. And and so going, I did talk to my brothers and sisters more than once. My brothers more than that, you know. I mean, my sister Myra is very open and she just loves my kid. Uh, and, and my other sisters as well, you know, I have my sis, my, my family from a different family that, mm-hmm. that just are so close with us. And um, everybody was very supportive. I mean, we never had a question. My brothers did a little, you know, because they're macho men, they're Mexicans. Yeah. They're like, okay, I, this cannot happen to us. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. But I can tell you that my nephews and nieces are just the best. You know, yeah. my nephews and nieces are like, we don't care. It doesn't make any difference. You know, That's China true. is my family and it's not going to make any difference. And thankfully, my kids, both of my kids were uh, the same way. So it was never hard. I think it was, it, it, it became hard when when my child chose a name. Mm. When my child decided to stop being Ernesto. Mm. That was hard on me. 
and I'm not gonna lie, this has always been a conversation. Whenever, when you have a transgender kid, you have to bury your son or your daughter mm. to let your daughter or son become who they are. Mm. So in this case, I had to bury Ernesto, which is very, very hard, and, and let China become my daughter. Mm. That's a little hard to understand, especially if you're not the, the parent. Oh, you mean like bef before she passed? Correct. Okay. So to, to, to let her be who she was, I had to bury my son. Mm. And, and so it was very hard for me to do that. I mean, I cried. I it, it was times, and, and, and up to this point, there's a lot of times that I still, my my brain still carries my son more than my daughter, but it's not intentionally, and it's not in. I'm not disrespecting, or I don't want to disrespect my my kid. Yeah. But it's just what it is. Mm -hmm. it, but still, you know, it didn't matter because at the end of the day, what I wanted was China to be happy, mm -hmm. and and so. We did it. I for many years. I told her you can switch your name. You know, we can just pay the, the whatever money we need to pay to to actually make your name mm -hmm. the one that you want. But because of one reason or another, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But uh, but everybody, I think uh, everybody was calling her China. Mm -hmm. I was actually more at home. It was hard for me to say China in in her face. Because I was looking at my kid. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It, it was just, this yeah. is so hard to understand. And maybe a lot of people are not going to get it fully. But but it's just my way of explaining. I love my kid no mm -hmm. matter what. And I wanted my kid to be happy. Yeah. But it was hard to let go of that little piece. Did she, did she teach you about like how to properly talk about trans folks? Was it her that, that uh, taught you? Or did, did you learn that on your own? I kind of learned it on my own in a way because I, I had my kids. So I needed to be prepared for what was coming. And, and so, but she, I mean, she was my biggest teacher. She was the, impressive. You know, my kid had love for everyone. Mm -hmm. And seeing that helped me understand a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter who you love. It doesn't matter who you are. As long as you're happy, that's actually all that matters. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of parents need to understand. Yeah. You know, uh, like I said, I know so many families that just are like, to you, uh, I love you. Yes, I love you. But you can't bring your, your girlfriend or you can't bring your, your boyfriend because that's not us. You know, you, you can't be like that. No, that's impossible. You have to love your kids. You have to understand that everyone has a different way of love. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think um, China was very blessed to have you as a mom just because everybody's not that receptive, not that welcoming. Like you said, you know, uh, a lot of parents will say, you know, I love you with all my heart, but I just cannot accept this. I won't be there at your wedding. I know. You no, know, I won't do this. I won't do that. And that's that's very sad to see, you know, like, like I told you off air, my parents have always been super receptive, you know, it doesn't matter if I had turned out to be gay or or anything, uh, they would have accepted me either way. Um, so I think uh, she was very blessed to have that 
Um, and I know that I'm always getting educated on this. You know, I'm not part of the LGBTQ community, and there's been times where you know I say certain things and I get I get uh, educated on how to say them properly uh, in regards to you know using people's old names, dead names. Yes. You know that's that I did not know that um, about how like disrespectful that could be. Um, even in having a casual conversation and being like, oh, this person, no, that's not their name anymore. Their name's this, you know, just, and, and, and I know it's hard, but I think it's something that we can all take into consideration and, and, and call someone whatever name they want to Correct. call. Correct. Right. And I think that's, that's what it is, you know, and it's hard. I mean, believe me, I, and, and this was a conversation that I had with my sister, Mayra, um, I think last year, you know, uh, because yes, uh, back uh, last year, I think my child was very upset because it was hard for me to use China to her face because mm. I, I was always seeing my, my, my kid Ernesto. Mm. So that was very hard. And that was a conversation that I had with Myra and she was like, well, you, you need to understand and respect that. And I said, no, you, you don't get it. It's not that I don't respect my kid. I do, and I love my kid. I mean, there's no one else that is gonna protect their child more than me. Mm -hmm. But it's hard. Yeah. Whenever you're in my shoes, then you can talk about it. You know, because it is. It's just, I love my kid and I respect who she was. But I wasn't able to fully let go of my boy. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard. You, you had, your belly was full of this kid for nine months and i get that i mean of course i haven't experienced that right but i i trust that what you're saying it, is you it's, know it's valid it, it, it's it's and, and, but it is that doesn't mean that i didn't accept who she was mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that i wasn't proud of my child because i was proud of my kid i was i always you know i always teach my kid be who you want to be mm -hmm. without disrespecting others yeah because that's the best way to be you know, if she wanted to go out, oh, believe me, she had dates every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, this kid was wild and, and beautiful. Mm -hmm. So she had a date every night. Mm -hmm. Okay, you tell them the truth. Do not ever lie to anyone. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I needed my kid to be protected. Yeah. I needed my kid to be safe. And in order for that, you need to be, you need to be honest with the other person. Mm -hmm. If the other person is okay, then go for it, you know? So that's, those are the, the kind of conversations that I had with my child. And those are the kind of conversations that everyone should have with their kids. Yeah. Not, not only because my kid was transgender, it should be in general with every single one, you know? Yeah. With, with Diego, it's always been like, you respect your girlfriend. With Juan Carlos, it's the same thing because that's the way we need to teach our kids. And we need to teach them to love mm -hmm. no matter who the other person is definitely definitely and how how was her journey in society just in general was was she ever bullied or or uh no she no she wasn't she she they did try but it wasn't ever easy she was never she will never let anyone put her down mm -hmm. never she always knew who she was and i guess because she she knew it it was hard to bully my kid mm -hmm. i was like no no, whatever you're saying is a lie. No. So she was out always protecting the other people. You know, yeah. her friends, like everybody loved my kid because of that. It's like, no, you need to love yourself. So she had a lot of love for her.
mm. which was impressive. You know, it was yeah. like she you didn't have to tell her she was beautiful because she knew she was beautiful. <laughs> that that, that was the best, kind of that's yes. That's the best type of thing, right? It was just like, okay, you you look so good, China. Oh, I know. You know, <laughs> that that was the the reaction. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm not saying it again." <laughs> so, um we're talking about we talked about, you know, who she was i i definitely never i never got to meet her myself right but i do remember whenever we did that that uh profile on you for spring Hill stories uh and we asked you you know tell us something about anything about your life or like what you like or what you're passionate about and i remember you talking about her yes. uh, you said about how proud of her you were and how and how you how much you loved her i, me- I remember that from that conversation you know so Whenever I heard the news in February, it was very shocking to me and obviously very shocking to other people in the community. Um, so why was she in Pennsylvania? So she she was working here last year, but then it got to where she needed a fresh start. You know, gotcha. she, she my kid wasn't perfect. And, and even though, you know, we're not gonna talk about that, but because my kid wasn't perfect, it, she was in a, a lot of trouble here mm. and there. And so she was ready for a new start. She didn't want to be here. Uh, And so that's when pretty much COVID started. I think it was back in March. Yes. And so she was like, I think I'm going to look for a job online. And she found a job in Pennsylvania online. Mm. They paid for her to move there. Uh, She was a CNA. So they paid uh, for her to move there. And she was working at this... um, it was a nursing home, right? It was a nursing home, and she was living right next door to the nursing home. Um, she stayed there for about six months, and then back in October, she came back again, just kind of to visit. She stayed here for a little bit, I think two months, about two months, and then she moved back over there because she already had a job, and she was kind of like getting her life together in a way. Mm. And so that's the reason why she was there. Okay. And so she was there not even not even uh, more than a year then? No. Mm-mm, mm-mm, okay. No. I, I, between, in between the, the time that she came, I say it was about 10 months. Was, was that something that was like of great concern to you just because she's far away from you? No. It wasn't? No, because she, she always, like I said, she always knew who she was and she always knew how to protect herself. And, uh, and so... I think I knew she was going to be okay. She's very independent. It, yes. And and so it, it, she was always, you know, letting my, my kids know that she was fine or my nieces and nephews, you know, kind of like always talking to the family and with Myra. Um, she was always, you know, letting everyone know that she was okay mm-hmm. until she wasn't. Yeah. And how does, how did, how do you find out? Like, how do you, how does uh, that day go for you? Um... So, the beginning of the year, I always work uh, two jobs. I have my usual eight to five job, and then I uh, I'm a tax preparer. So uh, I work kind of like late hours. You know, usually start from five until maybe nine, ten o'clock at night. And um, that day it was a Thursday, and the first person that I was gonna have as my client was my nephew. So I always think that that God puts everything in order. Um, I don't go to church, but I do believe in God. And I think that God has everything the way things should be. Yeah. So that day, 
Thursday. Um, I went to work. I went to the tax office. My nephew was my first client, and he was waiting on me. And I do appointments, so I don't have many people waiting. It's just him. You know, it was just him. Um, he came in. We started working. And as we were working on his file, uh, I received a phone call. Of course, you know, I get so many phone calls yeah. that time of the year that I don't have to have the, the numbers saved. I, I answer every single phone call that I get. So I pick up the phone, and it was a police. Mm. And uh, so he gave me his name. To be honest, I don't even remember. But it was a police officer from the city of Springdale. And uh, he asked me if I knew my, uh, my niece, Fernanda. He said, uh, do you know Fernanda Carrillo? And I said, yes, that's my niece, which it was weird. You know, why will they call me for her? And, uh, and she said, well, we're looking for her. This is in reference to Ernesto Cardeña, which was my, my child's former name. And I said, that's my kid. Why are you calling my niece if this is in reference to my child? And he said, well, I have two officers um, on the way to your house. And I said, no, don't go to my house. And he said, uh, well, we need, they need to talk to you. And I said, don't go to my house because there's no one there other than my, by then, 17-year-old kid. And if there's two officers at, at the house, something is going on. And did my you, kid... Did you think it was like a warrant or something? That's what I thought. That's what I... To be honest with you, that's what I thought. And uh, and then the officer put me on hold, but he didn't put me on hold. So it was, I guess, an accident on his part. Mm -hmm. He didn't mute the phone call or nothing. So I was able to hear what he was talking, when he was talking to the other officers. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, I, I have... Ernesto's mom on the phone. No, the victim's mom on the phone. Um, so, and she's not at the house. She's actually in uh, in Fayetteville. When he hang up the phone with them, I said, "You said the victim. What happened?" And so he didn't want to say. And and I told I told him, "You're saying too much without saying. So please tell me what happened." And that's when he told me uh, my kid was in at a hospital in. Pennsylvania and he had passed and um, and he said there's a, an officer from the police department there that is going to get a hold of you in a few maybe in an hour within an hour to give you details and Ugh. that was it That's it was horrible. it was it was the worst day of my life and this is the first time I have I did not cry um, but I had my nephew with me so that's why that's why when we started talking about this, I said, God puts everything in order. Um, I wasn't alone. And and yes, it's the worst news anyone can get. But I wasn't. I was with someone that cared for me. I was with someone that cried with me when when it happened. And so, even though it's the worst news ever, at the end of the day, you're. You thank God because he was there. Yeah. And, and so we pretty much after that called the family. She got there right after that, my, my, my sister-in-law. And uh, we told everyone. It was just like you can. It's very hard to process. It's just almost yeah. impossible. Sometimes, you know, like yesterday, 
yesterday was an amazing day, mm-hmm. especially because of all those people that were cheering and clapping for my kid. At the Pride Parade in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but, but at the end of the day, you know, it's one day at a time. There's times that are good moments and I'm laughing and I'm, I'm being happy. But then there's other times that you're thinking about it and, and, and you're, it's hard to believe that your kid was gone two weeks before her birthday. Which I, was it? Uh, March 3rd. March 3rd, I saw that. Yeah, because she was 24, she was about to turn 25. Yes. And, um, and it's, it's, I mean, it's always so difficult just to lose someone, right? But then an experience like that, like if I, at the time, whenever I saw the news and I, my wife and I, we were just kind of like, this is so horrible, you know, like, what can we do? Is there anything that we can do? And I remember, uh, there's like an article that, that used, uh, China's dead name whenever, uh, yes. they reported it. And I was, I messaged the reporter cause the reporter was my friend. I was like, yo, this is the correct name. And they changed it right away. Um, but the, all we can do is kind of just be there for you. Right. Like there, there's no other way. Besides. There's no, no words because you know, a lot of people, a lot of people may say, I'm sorry, but no, you're not because it wasn't your kid. Mm-hmm. It was my kid. And, and, and there's some other people that say, you know, just be happy, you know, don't, don't cry. She's gone. And it's almost impossible to wake up every morning and think your kid is not here anymore. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it is, you know, I do have good moments and thankfully I have an excellent support system. I have uh, the best family I can ever ask for. You know, I think God gave me what I needed Mm -hmm. when I needed them the most. But it's still, you know, it's it's just something that is impossible to process. And and every day, you know, I have my my sister, my sister Margarita has um, a kid that passed away 10 years ago. It's been, it's going to be 10 years next month. And he was only 20. So we already been through that. But of course, my nephew was sick. So we knew at some time mm. it was gonna happen. Yes. With my kid, my kid was healthy. Nothing was wrong with my kid, other than the choice that she made. Mm. And, and, but you can't blame my kid for making those choices, you know? And, and I'm not here to talk about the other person, but, but it was hard. It was almost impossible to believe that it was happening to me. Mm. Um, not that I want this to happen to any mother, but you don't expect it. it it's just, you don't, you don't. It, it's something that you don't even imagine. And you may think, oh, I'm sorry, it, it's so hard. It's not, you have no idea. You have no idea. A part of you dies. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your heart is in pieces, and it's gonna be in pieces every single day. It, it's never gonna be back together, mm-hmm. never. So I was able to attend um, the vigil, and then what's the correct name of the event that y'all had at your brother's? It was kind of like a memorial Memorial. that we did for the birthday. And there was a lot of people there. There was a lot of people at the vigil. So that community support must have felt good. It's, um, believe it or not, it's amazing. And I feel the love and support from everyone every single day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't get a message um, either on, on, on Facebook, you know, and, and telling me, hey, I love you. 
I, I'm here for you. And that's all I need. I don't want you to tell me if you're sorry or not because that doesn't count. But you telling me you love me, it matters. You telling me I'm here for you, it matters. It makes a big, big difference. And I think that's the reason why I'm here today. Uh, that's the reason why I, I get up every morning. You know, because I, I not only have the support of my, my family, which is, I mean, impressive, but I do have the support of a big community. And, they, and I feel it every moment. Believe it or not, I feel it every moment. And I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I, I'm thankfully blessed. Because of these, like, tragic, tragic events that happened, do you feel a sense of responsibility of being outspoken about these issues? It, I did it before. Mm -hmm. I, I was doing it prior to, to this event. Yeah. Uh, but I think I do feel like I have a bigger responsibility now, especially because my, my child's life was taken from a relationship. That she thought it was a good relationship, you know. It, so we need to we need to look out. We need to have our eyes open and be sure that my or your kid is protected. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of times we don't see it, you know. Especially when we have a trans child or a gay or lesbian, uh, we we tend not to put that much attention. Mm -hmm. And and we need to we need to make sure that our kids are safe. Our kids are okay. I agree. I remember I read something about how, like, in 2020, uh, there was 44 uh, trans people, uh, trans folks, uh, that were murdered in this country. And I think it was, like, the biggest number in the history of our country. I don't know what it looks like this year, um, but I do think these conversations that we're having are important to uh, prevent that. Yes. You know, for parents to be a little bit more open and to understand where their kids are coming from instead of shaming them. Here in Springdale, we have a big Catholic community, right? Very conservative, uh, and I've ha I have so many friends and, and acquaintances that can't talk to their parents. They're scared, they're, they, they feel they're gonna be shamed, they feel they're gonna be kicked out of their house, and what ends up happening, a lot of the times, it's suicidal thoughts. Correct. Or just any kind of, like, bad, um, bad things you know that they'll end up doing bad things whether it being uh, hurting themselves or other things and the best thing that parents can do is just accept their kids for who they are love them for who they are and learn from them because you know the, the old way of doing things should be the old way right the way our parents and grandparents thought should we shouldn't think that way we should be more open um, and I bet that's something that you think about all the time. Oh, every single day. You know, I see, I see these families that go to church every single Sunday. Why do you go to church if you don't love your kids the way you should? Mm -hmm. You know, I always think that my kid picked me from heaven because she knew I was going to be the best mom possible. Mm. Who am I not to be? You know, and, and, and we're talking or they're talking about a God that is teaching you to be a certain way. But at the same time, God was the one that helped me become a mom. Yeah. You know, and, and so I honestly, I, that part it annoys me a lot. I, I believe in God. Yeah. I think that God gives me the strength to go on a day to day basis. But I do believe in a God that is full of love. 
I mean, if you even if you read the Bible, you'll see that Jesus hung out with tax collectors and prostitutes, right? Correct. Like he he wasn't over there looking for the best no. people to hang out with. He was mm. looking for the people that he could help either Correct. fix or and, just. And it doesn't mean that oh you're gay so go to church to become straight. No, 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 no. If you're gay, then go to church and help God for guidance to help your kid become a better person. If he's gay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If she's lesbian, it's okay. Mm-hmm. If your kid end up being trans, it's fine. Yeah. You know, you need to learn how to love, how to love God in order to love your kids the way you should. Definitely, definitely. And they use they use the church to twist things around, to to say, well, God didn't doesn't want you to be this way. Says who? You know, says who? You're not perfect. You may go to church every Sunday, but at the end of the day, you're going out with another lady or with another guy. Mm-hmm. But yes, you're going to church every Sunday. You know, yeah. we it, it's so easy to point fingers and judge at others without actually looking at yourself in a mirror. Yeah. And seeing all the imperfections that you have. You know, I always tell people, I'm not perfect. I'm far from being perfect. Far from being perfect. But whatever I do, I do it the best way possible. And I'm always trying to help people without expecting anyone from anyone, anything from anyone. You know, because that's the best way to, to do it. If you're helping, but then you're thinking, well, tomorrow I'm going to need help, then you have to help mm-hmm. me. You're doing it the wrong way. Yeah, I agree. And and just going back to, you know, those events that the community did uh, or that you helped organize for, for China, I think that those, those events are... Uh, like they change kind of the, the way the society views trans people in the Latinx community uh, in a way where uh, they kind of create a more accepting society, you know, because I've never really seen an event like that. You know, like the event that happened at the park, for example, where there was a bunch of people that showed up. Some people even drew a banner with her face on they it. Did. And when you think about that, you're like, wow, wait, this hasn't really ever happened. You know, so it... It kind of is like a like a society shift where um, it's you show people that it's okay to accept. Correct, and it, more than anything, it, it's okay to love your kid the way the way he or she is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's where that's the reason why I talk so much about this because people need to understand, and I am very thankful that people do watch my live videos mm-hmm. or my posts. Because that way, they see that it's okay to love your kids. I have, um, I think, a few months ago, I had a, a mother sending me a message and saying, "Hey, you know, I, I, I'm glad you're talking about this because my daughter just talked to me about uh, this whole situation, and she's lesbian, and and I support her, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help her, and so I was able to help this mom." Mm. In order to her for her to help her kid, one one mom every two three months or whatever many months, mm. it's a plus. Yeah. You know, one person. If somebody today turns around and says, "You know what? I love you. I don't care if you're gay, lesbian, trans. It doesn't matter. I love you because you are my kid. That's all that matters. That's all I want." I know that everybody is different, and I know that everybody has a different idea of life, but we need to learn to love. 
Definitely. Because uh, going back to um, talking about the work that you've done in the community, you've kind of created a, a big following for yourself on social media where you interact with a lot of people, you know a lot of people because of your work. Have you seen a change in people's mindsets in regards to accepting people of the LGBTQ community since you started speaking about it so openly? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to tell you mm. yes or not, but I feel good. Mm. And I think that makes a difference. You mm. know, I, especially today, I actually had uh, one, one, one girl send me a message, send me a text message and, and telling me, congratulations on your relationship. Mm. And, and I thank you because, because of you, I know that it's possible. Because of you, I know that one day I'm going to be able to come out. I think we shouldn't be ashamed of who we are. I wasn't expecting to have this relationship, but I'm in love. And I'm happy to be in love. Yeah. You know? That's why I think we should open our minds more. And we should understand that love is love. Yeah. You know, you can't judge someone for loving. Yeah. And what's, what's one thing... If you could think of one, probably many, that you learned from China yourself. Oh, my God. To be a mother. Mm. I think that full name is, is big. You know, becoming a mother is not the easiest thing. Uh, and be, being a mom of a transgender child is completely different. And I think she, she was just the best teacher I was able to have. Uh, and, and thanks to her, I was able to, to become a, a, a mom that understands not only her, but my other two kids. So I think it was just an every day. I was just learning from her every single day. Learning the love that she had for her, thanks to the conversations that I had with her. That, that was amazing, you know. Seeing my kid loving herself enough to not expect anyone else to love her that was impressive that was those she actually became my best teacher mm. well, that's beautiful to hear um, and any other final message that you want to let anybody know that's listening I think I think we need to learn to talk about this without having a problem mm. I think we need to um, uh, be more open and and know that 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 to everyone out there that is gay lesbian or trans you're not alone you're not alone. There's always somebody out there that is gonna listen to your problems. There is someone always out there that is gonna care for you. Um, because you see everyone thinking about suicide every day, yeah. at every moment. We need to support each other. We need to have our phones and messages. Now technology is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's in, in your hands. So we need to, we need to learn. To, to read a message and, and, and know what to say back so this person knows that you're there for them. Uh, and, and more than anything, talk about this without thinking that someone is going to be ashamed. You know, you're gay, be proud of being gay. You're lesbian, be proud of being lesbian. I think whenever we learn to be who we are without being ashamed, mm -hmm. things are going to change. You know, a lot of kids are afraid to talk to their parents. Love yourself. Go talk to them. And if they say, I don't love you, well, too bad. Then you don't know who I am. But we need to protect ourselves more than, than others. 
Well, thank you for uh, joining us Gracias. for this for this podcast. I think it's it's going to be one that's going to change people's hearts and at the same time educate people, which is the most important thing. But we're going to end the show playing a song that uh, the China really liked. <laughs> uh, it's uh, "Blinding Lights" by The Weeknd. Uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you, guys.